So uh, I haven't talked to you guys for a while here at this moment, um, but God is really teaching me some stuff. And if you haven't had a chance to check out the blog this week, um, there's a new post there about deconstruction. And I know that's kind of a buzzword right now, but I think it's a fairly realistic look at deconstruction and what that looks like in my life. But today I want to talk to you about some different stuff. So come on in and have a chat with me about what God's doing in this moment. Hey, so I have been listening to a lot of podcasts lately and talking to some really cool friends about the things that we're learning. And um, just a podcast I ran across the other day uh, was a podcast by John Mark Comer and Jefferson Belk. If I said that wrong, I'm really sorry. If you know how to say it better, let me know because I really hate mispronouncing names. Uh, but the name of the podcast is called Fight, Hustle, and Hurry. And it's about both of their books that talk about how we really need to end this rat race of the Western life because it doesn't uh, mesh with what it looks like to walk in Christ and to live a Christian life. And I that resonates with me so much because I really dislike having to hurry and it makes me a really grumpy person. And that is clearly not the kind of person that Christ wants me to be. Um, so I'm really trying to take those things into account. Uh, if you hear the clicking in the background, that's my dog, Missy, coming to say hello. Um, she likes to be included in the podcast, I guess. She wants to be famous. Um, but so... In listening to their podcast, he talks about Jesus um, giving the Sermon on the Mount. He talks about how in Matthew 6, verse 25 through 27, it, it, so this is what it says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body. What you will wear is not life more important than food and body more important than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? So in this podcast, they were just talking about how Jesus' pace of life was so unhurried and that he was willing to look around him and see what was in this world that God had created that he could teach from. And in the middle of this Sermon on the Mount, and he's talking about not worrying, and these birds fly by, and he's like, hey, look at the birds. And just the way that they said it and the way that I heard it, I just imagined Jesus being a hippie. Um, And not to imply that Jesus had any kind of substance abuse issues, and also not to imply that all hippies had substance abuse issues. Um, but hippies were all about love and peace. and They had a much slower pace of life. Um, and not to say that Jesus was distractible, but that he easily takes note of the world that's around him and teaches from it. And I think that that's really important. I think that that's something that I... That's what I'm trying to do with the the podcast here, with this moment, is look at what God is teaching in this moment. What am I seeing? What's happening in my life that God is teaching me a lesson out of? 
And I was thinking about, as I'm picturing Jesus as a hippie, um, I also was thinking about Ricky Bobby and Talladega Nights and how Ricky Bobby is praying to baby Jesus when he says the blessing. And then, you know, they're kind of talking about different Jesuses and how, you know, his partner talks about how he pictures Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt because he likes to think of Jesus as somebody who liked to party because he likes to party. And one of the kids pictures Ninja Jesus. And I just, it made me start thinking about the kind of Jesus we read into in the Bible. Not the Jesus that is written there, but the Jesus that we create in our minds. Um, like hippie Jesus or tuxedo t-shirt Jesus. But also some people create, well, it's not created. It is literally written in the Bible. Um table flipping Jesus. But see the part that people are getting so people get so invested in. They find identity in table flipping Jesus because he was angry and it's okay for me to be angry. And yes, that's true that Jesus was angry, but it was righteous anger and it was anger about people being taken advantage of. So it's not just anger for anger's sake and he's not just flipping tables to make a point. He was angry about the way that the people who God had created in his own image were being treated, that other image bearers of God were being treated poorly and taken advantage of um, because they were selling these sacrifices in the temple. And as I've gotten older, it's less and less about selling things at church Um, Because I think sometimes people get hung up on that and, oh, you can't sell anything at church. And we did fundraisers at church, so I don't know how that really applies. Um, I haven't really worked all that out in my mind. But I, I think that the point is not about selling things. The point is about taking advantage of people and treating other image bearers of God as less than. So I think it's really important when we look at the type of Jesus we're reading into the Bible, that we make sure we take a step back and look for the Jesus that's actually written in the Bible. And I think one of the key verses for that, just in my opinion, key verse for that is John thirteen thirty four, And a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. And then he goes on to say in verse 35, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So I think, you know, picturing hippie Jesus maybe is going a little bit too far um, because he wasn't, you know, stoned out and distracted, but he was all about love and he was all about peace. And, you know, I think maybe that I picked that up because when I was a young teenager, so maybe like 13, I really thought I would have been a hippie had I lived in that time period. Um, Like I was certain, certain if I had lived in the 60s, I would have been burning my bra. Um, But then as I got a little older, I like completely pivoted the other direction and was super conservative. And Like, I remember even saying things like, I don't know why women need the vote. 
I'll just ask my husband what I should vote for and then I'll just do what he tells me to do. Like super conservative. Um, I have since pivoted back the other direction. I appreciate my vote and I will vote how I see fit because I'm an intelligent person who can make decisions on my own. That does not mean that I don't talk to my husband about it. I think it's important to talk to people that you trust their opinions and that um, you can kind of bounce ideas around with. But I think I went way too far the other direction, maybe. Um, and I think I missed some some pieces of who God was because I was too focused on other pieces. Um, you know, if we get too focused on righteous anger in Jesus, then we miss the love and we miss the mercy and we miss the grace. And I think that in this world of deconstruction, so if you check out the blog, you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. But in this world of Christian white evangelical deconstruction of our faith, um, I think what's happening is that in a lot of circles, the love and grace and mercy of Jesus that we should be finding in our fellow Christians because he says in the great commission, go out and teach the world. And this is how you do it by loving them. Um, and I think that we have missed seeing God's grace and love and mercy in other Christians. So we are not deconstructing Jesus and we're not deconstructing our faith in Jesus we are deconstructing what church looks like, really. Like, what does church look like? What should it look like? Um, and it should look like Jesus. And it should look like the Jesus of the Bible and not the Jesus we read into the Bible that we create in our minds because of our life experiences. And I think that that's really hard to do. Like, I'm not saying that that's easy and I'm not saying that that's something that you can just do overnight. I struggle with that. I struggle with reading myself into the text because, you know, I have my own thoughts and I have my own experiences and I have my own feelings. So when I read it, I read it a certain way. Um, but a friend told me recently, he said, I think we just have to keep the main thing, the main thing. And when you look at the Bible, the main thing is God with us, and I learned that from Matt Chandler. So people who are kind of giving him some stuff right now, I think there's some good things that have come out of his teaching. And one of those for me is that the whole Bible is about Emmanuel, God with us. It's about God trying to be with us in so many different ways and trying to reconnect our relationship with him. Um, but aside from that, it's love. It's all about love and it's the love of God and how we love our neighbors and how we um, love ourselves as Christians and people and image bearers of God. And just in a season like Christmas, I think it's really important for us to look at why Jesus came. Because he came as a baby to grow into a man, to die on a cross, to save us. That's that's the story so that you and I can be reconnected with God and live in community and love relationship with him. And that starts by being in love relationship with other people. And that's not just other Christians. Like as a Christian, we should love like that's what we should do first. We should love. We should love our neighbor. We should love 
the cashier at the grocery store who really doesn't want to be checking out our groceries. Like we should love the car in front of us who just cut us off. We should love the car in the drive-thru that took the last apple fritter. Like, I mean, really sometimes it's hard folks. I'm not going to lie. We should love our kids when they don't like us. We should love our spouses when we disagree And there are so many ways to do that. And I think it's really important for us to love and to be different because we love. Not to be different because we pull ourselves into our own circle and we're the only things that are important. Um, But to love and to love radically like Jesus did. Um, So I've kind of rambled a little bit today, but I really just in my efforts to slow down in my life and be a little bit more like hippie Jesus, for lack of a better term. Um, I just, I want to slow down this season and I want to observe the things in this world that God created that point me to him. The birds of the air, the flowers of the field, the smiles of my children, and just the love of Christ. So I pray that you are so blessed that you might be a blessing to someone else today. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon. I love you so much.